thank you for listening to the podcasts from Life Central Church. For more information or to visit one of our locations, go to lifecentralchurch.org.uk. I don't know how you might be feeling about that word time tonight. You know, is it going too fast? Is it going too slow? Do you find you've got not enough? Do you have too much? Do you feel released by it or do you feel a bit contained by time at the moment? You know, one thing I know is that the last 13 months, haven't we, been governed by time. The initial lockdown all those months ago was we were told it was going to be three weeks and it was another three weeks. And we've had endless dates, haven't we? And timings to deal with in this ever-changing sense of the pandemic that we've been in. And, and the roadmap we're in right now is governed by time, isn't it? And you, like me, will be um, planning stuff based around those timings, you know, meeting up with friends, actually being inside somebody else's house for the first time in about 12 months, maybe planning your holiday, parties, celebrations. Remember what those were like? But listen, timing is in everything. And as I've looked back over my life, when I learned to dance, and yes, I mean ballroom dance, I can actually ballroom dance, you may be shocked to know, timing was so, so important because you only had your toes stepped on a few times, let me tell you. And then when I did athletics at school and they brought the hurdles out and you grazed your legs, the inside of your leg there, do you remember those times? You only did it a few times to realise that timing your jump was so important. And then music has timing, has a time signature. And sometimes I'll play this game with Russ in the car as we're driving and a song will come on and I'll go, I'll go, tell me what time signature is this in then? Tell me this one. Because I'm trying to catch him out, you see. And then you'll think for a couple of seconds and he'll tell me what it is. And it's so annoying. He does it every time because he can somehow hear the timing. And musicians will often ask, where's the one? Can you tell me where one is? And what are they meaning by that? They're meaning, where's the timing? Where am I counting from? Because you can play all the right notes in all the right places, but it's only when you play it in the right timing that you actually hear the melody and appreciate the song. So timing is in everything, but it's more than that for me. Timing is everything. And this phrase has really been speaking to me over the last few weeks. And I just basically want to share with you tonight what I feel God has been saying to me. And hopefully it's going to be helpful to you because it's, it's really challenged me, but it's really encouraged my faith as well. And one thing I often quickly forget is this, is that God also works to time. The difference is he just isn't restricted by it. Yeah. You see, life's been pretty difficult, hasn't it, for lots of people over the past few months, you'll agree with me there. And sometimes it can feel like, can't it? God just lets it be that way. Well, centuries ago, when Jesus actually was physically on the earth, there was an official who lived in this place called Capernaum. And I'm gonna talk about a story that you can find in John 4 tonight, verses 46 to 54. And I'm not gonna read all of the verses out to you because of time, but you know, please read up on that when we finished here. But his son was really, really sick. In fact, he was sick to the point where his father was convinced he was gonna die. And he's heard about Jesus. And he'd heard that Jesus had been healing people, but Jesus was miles away. He was miles away. But then the man heard that Jesus was actually in a place called Cana. And if you remember, Cana was where he did his very first miracle of turning the water into wine. The guy went to meet Jesus. Now, this was a serious journey to make. It was 15 miles to get to Cana from where the guy was. But listen, this man was desperate. Just think about that for a minute. 
To go to where Jesus actually was, this man would have to leave, physically leave the person he was most concerned about, his son. Would his son even be alive by the time he got home? But he had some degree of faith because he knew where he could go for help. And you may just need to hear that again tonight. You, must, you might be thinking, well, where is my faith? Or you may be watching us tonight and you haven't got a relationship with Jesus. You're still checking it out. Or, or this may even be the first time you've thought even that there could possibly be a God. Let me tell you, working out where you need to get your help from is a really good first step. And I think on the way, on that journey, he could imagine Jesus coming home with him, going to his home, going into his son's bedroom, speaking words over his son of life and his son being healed. All he had to do, all he had to do was get Jesus to come home with him. We do this, don't we? Well, I do. Do you know, I very rarely don't believe that God can help me, but I certainly have a plan or an idea about how that could happen that makes perfect sense to me. But the Bible tells us it didn't quite go to plan. You see, he begged Jesus to come with him. And Jesus seems to give him this kind of crazy answer, the kind of answer that would drive me crazy. But Jesus was doing what he often did, showing more interest in our faith than our feelings. And John 4 verse 48 says this, unless you people see miraculous signs and wonders, Jesus told him, you'll never believe. What was Jesus actually saying? I think he was saying, trust me, have faith in me. Don't just be impressed by what you think I can do for you. Are you coming to me just for a miracle or do you know who I really am? But the official stuck at a crossroads now, isn't he? If Jesus didn't come, what would happen to his son? His life would be over. And until Jesus gave him the answer he was looking for, his life was on hold too. And before I start thinking too harshly about this official, I've been where this guy is. And you may even be there right now tonight as I'm talking to you. Until this problem's solved, I can't go on. Until God meets this particular need, I can't move on. Until God resolves this particular relationship, I can't carry on. Until this financial need's met, I can't move forward. Until this physical pain is healed, I can't hang on. And the official said to Jesus, sir, come down, come back with me before my child dies. If Jesus would just come with him. You see, this guy was demonstrating his faith again that his child would be healed. But that's good, right? Well, yes, it is. But he's missing something really important about the character of God. And it's something I can forget too. Look at Jesus's response. You may go. Literally, that's what Jesus said to him. You may go, your son will live. And when I read this again, something hit me right in the gut about what Jesus was saying. He was actually saying, your life doesn't have to be on hold. I'm already at work in your situation because I see the end from the beginning. I'm not limited by time and I'm not limited by space. And if this was 21st century Jesus, he'd be saying, no lockdown keeps me down. But here's the kicker. Jesus was saying, I'm already there where you think you're asking me to go. I'm already there where you think you're asking me to go. Your son will live, but to get what you need, I don't have to go by the road you've mapped out for me. I don't have to answer your prayer the way I've answered somebody else's. 
The problem is I don't like that. Because if I can get Jesus to come with me, it feels better. It feels comfortable. It feels safer. But God is more interested in my faith than my feelings. Would I have argued the point here with Jesus? The truth is, probably. Probably. Would I have reasoned with him? Would I have tried to get him to come and get him to say, you don't understand how ill my son is, Jesus. If you would just come, I know if you'd come, he'd be okay. But the Bible says the guy took Jesus at his word and departed. He headed back down the same road, back to Capernaum, on his own as he'd come. Nothing had changed. He had nothing to go on except the words of Jesus. I wonder what that 15 mile journey home felt like for him. He wouldn't have had a mobile where he could be texting home every 20 minutes to say, how's my son? Is he improving? Is he getting worse? I'm 10 minutes away. Can he put the kettle on? He wouldn't have been able to do any of that. He'd have had a 15 mile walk home with his thoughts. And I think his mind would have been racing, racing from full faith to doubt and everything in between. But he kept walking home. He didn't keep trying to persuade Jesus to come back with him, to do it his way. He did what Jesus said. For me, this took this guy's faith to another level. I haven't seen it, but I'm choosing to walk the road to believing it. I haven't seen it, but I'm choosing to walk the road to believing it. And I think we walk this 15 mile road a lot, a lot. And it will look different for all of us tonight but we have to take Jesus at his word and trust him to be working in the background we have to trust his timing in everything but we have to start walking guys as if the change is already happening and I've been reminded of this recently you know um, we've had a family situation going on over the last 13 months really all through the lockdown period where we just couldn't seem to get anything to move we couldn't sort appointments. We couldn't even talk to the right people at the right times. Uh, most of the time, uh, we couldn't get things moved. We were watching things appearing to get worse and we were getting so frustrated. Then literally a couple of weeks ago, Russ gets a call right out of the blue about a cancellation, which meant that his parents could get a really necessary appointment that we'd been waiting for for 13 months. And then more calls have happened and more doors have opened. But for all that time, we just had to go and trust that God was doing the best for us. But actually, it's more than you can go now. I think it's much more than you can go now. I think what Jesus was saying to that guy and what Jesus says to us all the time is not just you can go now, but you can grow now. Because that's where our faith has to work. But some of you might be in a situation where you can't see how God is taking care of it at all. And you could say, Jane, that all sounds really great, but I'm just not seeing anything. I can't see the purpose. Maybe it's a little like this. When I was growing up, I used to ask my mum and dad for stuff, as you do for Christmas and for birthdays. And, um, and I never really got quite what I asked for. It was close, but not close enough. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, I asked for a chopper and I got a bike, but it was nowhere near a chopper. And it looks no different to your parents, but your mates know, don't they? And so it would happen like that all through the time. And I used to really, really resent it. In fact, I really grew quite resentful about it, if I'm really honest with you. 
What I didn't know until later, until years later, literally after I was married actually, was that a few days after I was born, my dad went and took out an insurance policy that he paid into every week for 21 years. So he would have enough money to give me the wedding that he thought I deserved. I didn't know that. That money that he could have spent on me having a chopper or having nice trainers or having a, a top with a, the with a brand on it would have gone by the wayside because it meant I could have a wedding. I'd have had that, but I'd have lost the wedding. I saw the small thing as big. I didn't see the big thing at all. I saw the unimportant thing as important. And when my dad said, you can't have it right now, it was said because, Jane, there's timing is everything. And I don't know why some of you might be in pain right now and struggling right now with situations and it feels like God won't take it away. I don't know why that's happening to you, but maybe he's working on something far more important in the background. Maybe he's preparing you to love someone later who is going to face the same kind of pain that you're in right now. You see, timing is everything. But you say, God isn't saying anything different to me. I'm just not hearing anything. In fact, sometimes I'm not hearing anything at all. Have you ever thought of it like this? Did you ever go on car journeys with your parents? And you'd always ask that, are we there yet question. And you may be parents tonight, and that's all the thing your kids say when they're in the car. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And the first couple of times when I used to ask this, I was probably really quite excited because I was desperate to get where we were going to go. And I wanted to know how long. I wanted to know the timing. And my dad would give me an answer. But the more I asked, the less information I got. I was getting bored, maybe. I was getting frustrated with how long I'd been in the car, how restricted I felt, how contained I felt. And my dad went from not long now to just around this corner to eventually saying nothing at all. Why? Because I was asking the same question and there was nothing new to say. There was no different information to give me that would be helpful or that I would even understand. But we were still on the road towards the destination we wanted to get to. Listen, his purposes are usually past my understanding. In fact, not just usually, always. He doesn't think like I think. God knows the big picture best for my life. I need to trust his timing. In fact, I need to move from just wanting what God wants for me to wanting it on his timetable. Because that timetable will be the most healthiest, it will be the most constructive, it will be the most productive, it will be the most effective, and eventually it will be the most successful for me. He's so much more interested in what I'll learn in the waiting than what I might gain in the getting, the bike or the wedding. Some of you tonight may be being tempted to give up because you think God doesn't have an answer for you. You want to bail out. Maybe you're angry. Maybe you're discouraged. Maybe you're even tempted to get help from another source. Don't do that. Keep checking in with God. Why don't you change the question from are we there yet to where are we at the moment? From are we there yet to what are we doing right now? What do you want me to do right now with where we are? And then listen 
because the more you can align yourself to what God is doing, the more you can keep him in the loop with how you're feeling, the better and more invigorated your faith journey and my faith journey is going to be. And my timing will start to sync with his timing. And if we look at the end of the official story, back in John, he's back in Capernaum. We see him ask a question, a really interesting question. When did my son get well? Can you imagine this guy's amazement when he found out it was exactly when Jesus said the words? Exactly when Jesus said the words. His son was healed. He just didn't know it yet. He had to wait to see it. But from that conversation, the whole of the man's household began to believe in Jesus. Listen, I may not know all your situations and circumstances right now, but I know this. Timing is in everything, but God's timing is everything. And I want to pray for you tonight if you find yourself in that situation. You're on that 15 mile journey. God has told you to go and you're walking towards the promise and the purposes that he has for you. But you're struggling right now. You're struggling right now. Listen, God knows exactly where you need him to be tonight. In fact, he's already there where you, where you think you're asking him to go. He's already there. And if that's you tonight, I just want to have the honour and privilege just to pray for you. Father, you know where we need you tonight. You know where worlds may be shaking. You know where worlds may be even shattering tonight. And if that's you, I just really feel that Jesus is saying to you right now, be at peace. I'm taking care of you. Would you help us in our belief that you're as good as your word? That when you say you can go, we can go. We can go in assurance. We can go with purpose. We can go with peace. Help us trust, Lord, that you've not forgotten us. You're not ignoring us. Help us to trust in your timing. And would you, would you keep us walking towards you and with you? With our mixture of faith and doubt at times. We may be in places tonight that we never wanted to be. We may be facing things that we didn't want to see. But help us tonight to remember that you were faithful then and you will be faithful now. Would you help us as we walk along this 15 mile road to where you're calling us to go? Because Father, we are choosing to walk tonight towards you, even though we've still yet to see the result of your promise. Holy Spirit, I would ask you to come right now and just fill every house that's watching. Father, where we'll be feeling low, Father, where we may be feeling lonely, Father, may we be feeling isolated, Father, where we may be feeling that you're being silent. Holy Spirit, just bring your comfort right now. And just ignite our faith again to trust in your timing. Because your timing is everything. Amen.